Excuse me, what is going on here? But first we're going to make a little detour. So absurd, so questionable. Yeah, I guess we're just the weirdos. Expect the detour. Um, who were the who were the three different people you tried to be last week? One was an airline pilot. Okay, that was just because I. You got arrested quick, then. Yeah, no, I got halfway into the cockpit. One pilot grabbed the leg that was in the cockpit. Stewardess grabbed the leg that was out, and they started pulling me apart. And now I'm about three feet wider than I was. You when made I it sound like the there's plane. just wow. loose legs in this plane. There could be. You never. <laughs> if it, like if ever like, <laughs> it's not like he's gonna. <laughs> <laughs> That's what TSA is trying to stop, but. Does that stretch of your body make it easier for TSA to check? It's more service area, so they see me coming and they're like, oh, he's not going to fit through the metal detector. Mm-hmm. There's more we got to pat down when he inevitably sends off the and metal detector. you don't even like to travel. You just like to go through airports just to get pat down, right? You just love usually. the physical contact. Yeah, usually. You're kind of missing out on the human contact lately. What's the best airport to get patted down at? LaGuardia. LaGuardia. You know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. They, they see a lot of traffic, so they're real stereotypers. So mm. if you go in there with some stereotypical bomber gear. Do um, you strap a bomb to yourself? Like a bomb. Yeah. <laughs> they will pat you down in an instant, tackle you, incarcerate you, send you to jail for many years. Yeah. Straight to jail. <laughs> uh, special day on the podcast today. And, you know, we love change. And uh, the podcast is moving up in the world. We have our our producer here, Patrick. And little known thing about Patrick, he's the one that kind of started this whole thing. And don't let him fool you. He gets a ton of colonoscopies. I, I, <laughs> he does. <laughs> he did. I, I, that's how I got him here today was like I, in a promise of a colonoscopy. And he so like, it's not that he, has, not that he has to get one medically. He's not required to. He enjoys it. <laughs> it's by choice. Yeah. Now, we, we're not, Patrick is not mic'd up tonight, maybe in the future, but I would ask him at this point, how many colonoscopies do you normally get in a week? And I've heard it's an astronomical number. Astronomical number. <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, he doesn't mic'd up, but how many, how many colonoscopies would you have said you got in this week? Five, five a day. <laughs> he, said, he said. He says five. He says five a day, which I assume you're very sore. It means he goes to. Different, I hate to see his health insurance bill too. Yeah. It means he goes to different doctors, like a person trying to get prescription med would to oh. get their prescription med. Just the amount of magnesium doctors. citrate you have to go through before every colonoscopy. Oh, this but, guy hit his health insurance deductible in the first week. Yeah, like, the doctors are like. Uh, we're going to put you to sleep. He's like, no, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to. <laughs> this is the fourth one day. You think I'm not used to this? I actually heard a colonoscopy joke the other day, and he said he was getting put under. And uh, he said right before he went under, he yelled at all the doctors, hey, just don't touch my butthole. And uh, then he immediately passed out from the anesthesia. He said that to the doctors? Yeah. <laughs> Respect so does that me. mean that they did the operation without consent? Could be. Because he gave him consent at first. And then and the last minute, he revoked yeah. it. But in a joking way, so do jokes count as consent? This is an area that you're probably good at, Zach. Um. <laughs> the grayest of areas, <laughs> he always says. <laughs> um, consent. If she says no joking. <laughs> yeah, if she's joking when she says no, she does like a little a little chuckle at the end. What do you think that means? Listen, I don't think it'll hold up in the, the court. <laughs> I don't want to make us legally... 
responsible for a rapist and they're like they were joking i heard it on a legal podcast <laughs> we're not a legal podcast none of us none of us have i hope somebody just found that that out today <laughs> i hope they're like wait you've got to be kidding me i thought this was qd attorney at law that's why they were going through all these hypothetical situations yeah. wow. welcome to questionable detour let's do hypothetical dave can i pose a somewhat abstract purely hypothetical question I guess I, I want to apologize for asking a hypothetical question. Well, that's a hypothetical question. All right, boys. First hypothetical for today would be, so you're a door-to-door salesman. What tactics would you use to make the sale? We're all influential people. Hmm. But what specifically would you do to really close the gap and close the sale? We're all about closing. All about closing the deals. Um, so I think in order to secure a good sale at someone's house, right at their front door on the on the stoop, I would remove every doorknob from their home. <laughs> Is this before or after you knocked on the door to get them to come to the door? Uh, I, I like to do a little field work prior to. I spend uh, about a month outside their home. I locate every doorknob. It doesn't. It, takes you it, a month. it doesn't. It doesn't take a month. <laughs> How many doors are in this house? <laughs> it doesn't take a month. Do you it's just lose counties? Like? Just, just yeah. I, <laughs> it's, it's. I'm like a goldfish, you know. Like, I, I just, I lose count all the time. I can never remember. But so I go in there, do my prep work. The day before I get to, get there to their doorstep, I remove all the doorknobs in their home. They're never able to close the door on me. So even when they try to, they're like, you fool, you idiot, please get away from me. They try to close the door on me. I say, no, 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 no. There's, there's no way it's happening. I've got your doorknobs. i got your knobs, if you will. So what What are you selling? Doorknobs? Door <laughs> <laughs> <I'm>, uh, <laughs> my business is, is doorknobs. <laughs> what better way to uh, ensure that someone's going to purchase your product by stealing the product and creating a deficit? <laughs> That's just, that is business 101. If you can find where your customers live, meet them, meet them where they live is kind of one of my mottos that, that I live by when I sell doorknobs. Meet them where they live. So do they know that you stole their doorknobs or do they just think it's, they just know that that happened? Coincidental that the doorknobs got stolen and all of a sudden a doorknob salesman yeah. comes up and tries to sell the doorknobs. I think they probably think it's just a coincidence. I mean, I've been observing these people for, for a month. I try to pick ones that are on the less intelligent side um some that might be might be prone to to my sale and this guy says this you can't count past what five without forgetting i'm not, I'm not quite sure i don't even know how, i don't even know i know five's a number i just don't know how to get there <laughs> but if these people if they choose to try and close the door on me obviously the door won't be closed there's no knob i kick that thing open oh my gosh Jeez. and i say you want your doorknobs how bad you want them so you, and you, then I start throwing them at them. Oh my god! So at first, you, you your sell tactic is to treat the doorknobs as if you're holding them hostage. Yeah, yeah. Holding a gun to the door. I've got I've got a, hypothetical a burlap bag of just full of knobs, chock full of them, and I've got a gun, a loaded gun, pointed at the bag. <laughs> I say, homeowner. You spent a month at this house, and so you didn't learn their names. You just call them homeowner. They're nothing to me. <laughs> They're nothing but a sale. I don't if you, care if you what think their you can't re- remember the number of doorknobs, you're going to be real upset when you learn the amount of That's names right. you can remember. Oh, oh. Hey, look across the table there, Alan. What's his name? Door. <laughs> What's his name? No. <laughs> that checks out. 
I thought he was just calling me a knob. I thought he was calling me a British slang term. I didn't realize he thought my name was knob. No, that's yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, don't tend to remember very much. <laughs> when you're in the middle of the knob cell, do you remember why you're there, or do you kind of maybe zone out and zone back in? Like, how does that work? Um, I I remember while I'm there, they call it they call it getting in the knob zone, where you just you just kind of get this high where. In that moment, all you can do is remember selling doorknobs. That's all you can do. What are the chances it's just ecstasy? <laughs> yeah, you sound like you're on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> He's just on ecstasy. What's your sales rate at? Do you do you have a pretty high percentage of sales? Um, most of the time, yes. They tend to they tend to require the doorknobs. So what I do is I once I start throwing them at them, they're they're eventually like, no, please, please stop, stop pelting us with the doorknobs that we already purchased. We'll <laughs> we'll do anything to get you to stop. And so they start throwing obscene amounts of money, like the checkbooks. I don't even know if people had checkbooks anymore, but they start writing me just checks. <laughs> the memo line on there is just stop throwing doorknobs at me. <laughs> lots of zeros on that. Lots time. of zeros. Lots of zeros. Do you steal the only the exterior doorknobs, or do you also steal interior doorknobs? I steal the complete set. So you're There's, in these people's houses. Yeah. 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 Before they know it. Mm-hmm. Now, pun intended here, but that sounds a little unhinged. Gosh, man, you really, really got me there. Um, <laughs> Burn. I want to say yes, it is unhinged. Um, I've been going through kind of a lot lately. <laughs> okay. Walking through his psyche right now. Yeah. I don't. I don't, I don't really know that this is the place to talk see, about it. For people that can't see Alan, he's laid over on the couch like he's in a therapy session right now. Yeah, he's on a little chaise lounge. Yeah, kind of. Arms crossed. Yeah, clasping a pillow on his chest. Yeah, I'm very disheveled right now. Because you don't have shelves? Because I, I don't have shelves. <laughs> Just having a bad go of it. Things are on the floor. So, <laughs> so few shelves. <laughs> when the doorknob to shelf ratio is this bad, your your mind is just in a tailspin. <laughs> Sounds like you're not selling doorknobs very well because you have a bad doorknob to shelf ratio. Is that why you might be in a tailspin? No, the door... Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's see what I've, what I've worked myself into here. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll, I'll come clean with you guys. Um, I like to present myself as a great salesman, but in theory, I'm I'm not. My home is made up entirely of doorknobs because I can't get rid of them. I just end up selling them, or I just end up stealing them. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just end up stealing all of the doorknobs, using them to make my own home. I can't sell them. I'm I'm a terrible salesman. In all your stuff in your house. It's kind of just sit on the floor because he disheveled. doesn't have enough shelves. I'm, disheveled. I'm so disheveled. <laughs> now, the listeners also can't see this, but uh, since Alan laid down on the chaise lounge and began going through his feelings, Zach has put on his glasses and started writing in a little notebook. Um, yeah, Zach, do you have a suggested diagnosis that you've been going through over there that you've been kind of working well, on yeah i would say maybe you're not stealing enough you think so yeah i i think that you're putting so much of your emotions and 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 effort into stealing doorknobs and the reason i think you're stealing doorknobs from a psychological sense is i think <laughs> you want people to open the door for you they you mm-hmm. want people to work hard to open the door for you because mm-hmm. you don't feel you feel left out yeah yeah but here's, here's what I'm going to give you to do this week as your homework. Steal the entire door. Don't give people the opportunity to let you in or out. Don't expect mm-hmm. them. Steal the entire door. That way you can come and go 
as you please. Does that sound like something maybe it'll satisfy your? Yeah, because if I'm if I'm hearing what you're saying right, I'm so much better than them, and that they're absolute garbage in comparison to someone of my skill and vitality. The whiplash from your depressive <laughs> state straight to the confident state is ridiculous. I gotta say, we've made a breakthrough. <laughs> I don't know who what else? we did, but... I'm just saying, who else needs my expertise? You just saw right in front of you what I can do to you. Somebody somebody call science, because... Uh, <laughs> Get this man in the book. They need to hear about this. <laughs> Get this man a paper. Honestly, I feel, I, I, I feel confident. I think I can... I think I can take your homework, and I, I think that that will drastically improve uh, my life. I, I, wow. Listen, I, I don't doubt it one bit. Evan's not going to have a door as we leave recording no, today. No. Because I'll just take it with me when I go. And I'll never be able to stop you from coming. You'll That's right. That's right. <laughs> or going. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, that was a great first uh, QD therapy uh, session <laughs> we just went through right yeah. there. I, nice. You know, maybe maybe that should be a segment. Maybe we offer issues yeah. in a segment, and then we kind of... You, you put on your uh, full three-piece tweed suit. Tweed, yep. Yeah. And uh, we bring in the Chase Lounge. Uh, your try large, not to hit the door frame coming in. Yeah. Wide-brimmed glasses. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And your little notebook that you... Yeah, I, I listen, I'm, I'm all for that. scribbling in. I'm all Can, for letting the world access. My door... I don't have a door mm-hmm. to my wisdom so anybody can come and go as they please instead of a door you have a shower curtain it's not even a shower curtain it's just those 70 beads tied that hang from the door Mm -hmm. and you kind of have to open them up and Mm -hmm. they clack behind you you so yeah and speaking of your therapist notebook um it did look like you were scribbling a lot over there and what you said didn't really match up to what you uh look like you were writing down do you mind if i take a look at your page right here tell me what's written in my notebook there evan oh that's that's interesting. You just you just drew a picture of a sled of what is that? Nine hogs? Just oh. snow snow sledding? Is that what that is? It's a dream I had last night. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you instead of sled dogs, you had sled hogs. Sled that... hogs, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, it, it are great because <laughs> okay. not only have them to get you to A to B, but you also have possible breakfast. Interesting. <laughs> Along with it. <laughs> and that's what Alan's therapy session kind of yeah, yeah. Don't, okay. let's let's not let's not question my tactics and motives here. All interesting, right? interesting. The point is, we arrived to a solution for it, Alan. If if the hog sled was uh, how you got to curing me of something that's wrong with me, um, draw as many hog sleds as you need, man. <laughs> uh, thanks for thanks for allowing me to do that, uh, patient. <laughs> <laughs> The patient has become the therapist. <laughs> yeah, and if you ever need say. anything from me, just give me a call. You have my you have my number. Um, if you ever need to talk about anything, yeah. If I if I need a door, I'll come. If you need, you probably have an, ex- <laughs> a, an excess amount of those things. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, all right, Evan. The the so called best closer in the tri state upper north of the county closer. Yeah, and that's not just self proclaimed. That's Within this room proclaimed. So... I don't know how that's better. Three is better than you one. You just proclaimed it in this room. And the way I'll close any deal, any sale, anything at all, any casket, is an aggressive and not good-feeling massage. Mm. <laughs> Your shtick is I'll give you a massage, but it won't be good? Well, they don't... I don't really ask them. Okay. Um, <laughs> they start to not go through with it, 
And I'm like, hold on one second. I just kind of whip them around real quick, and I get deep into those shoulders. Oh, yeah. You know, like deep into those shoulders. Um, I get a lot of elbow action in there. And by elbow action, I do mean the point of my elbow uh, goes at least three inches into their spine. Oh, my gosh. Um, They do leave You massage the the spine? Yeah. You know, that's better than what... I thought when he said elbow action, I thought it was him just going to town on their elbows. Yeah, I thought you were massaging the elbows. Well, I get to that later. Oh, you work um, your way down? Yeah, I start with the spine. Uh, you know, it's best to massage every bone in the body. <laughs> All 206 of them. So it's a very complete massage. So I start with the spine, and then by the end of it, I do work my way to the elbow. Yeah. And I, I'm just right on that elbow yeah, bone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm just twirling it around, you know, with my finger. <laughs> Um, I'll get my palm on there, and I'll just start wiggling that around. That tickled that one. <laughs> and if they get, if I see any kind of back talk, back sass about what I'm doing to that elbow, I'll go ahead and just headbutt it real quick. Oh my God. <laughs> headbutt the elbow or them? The elbow. Okay. Um, just to make sure that they're getting the feeling that they need out of this massage that's, and that feeling is pain because yeah. if they don't buy what i'm selling that's just the start now i have a question about alan why did you why, why did you find that so funny what give me the breakdown of what why that tickled you so much i don't know just the uh just the, the motion on the elbow just it, i don't know i just i just found it humorous that's called the, <laughs> fun fact it's called the olecranon Right there, the electron mm. of the humerus. That's know. a transformer, and you can't convince me otherwise. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure a bunch of those uh, blew up in the storm the other night. Yeah. That's why everybody's power went out. Transformer. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, Evan, what are you selling to get to the point where you are? I'm not gonna say physically assaulting these people, but you know, gray area, borderline. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is a consent-heavy episode, I think. Yeah. It is. <laughs> Or lack of it's consent. a consent-heavy podcast, really. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what I what I would be selling and what people would be buying is timeshares. Um, oh, nice! All the timeshares, but not for like good locations. They would be for places like Siberia. Um, oh, oof! Like deep in the Russian Arctic. Yeah. Uh, maybe somewhere in the African desert, just like a little hut out there i'll yeah. sell a time chair for that yeah so uh, what's your what's your sales record what's the worst record you can have oh no zero i'm below that i meant like negative people two. have sold you time shares? i keep buying more time <laughs> so i'm looking i'm looking to go on vacation here in the next oh. couple months yeah sure where are you trying to go so Evan, stop trying to touch his elbows. Get your get your hands off my he's, elbow. He's a willing participant in this sale. You don't have to. We just keep talking, okay? Yeah. <laughs> we'll see where this goes. I'm looking. I'm looking to go uh, go to Central Ohio, maybe in the Akron area. Ooh, um, what's boy, uh, do I have a property for you? What's a, what's that place look like? I got a nice little chateau out there. Oh. It's about 500 square feet of purest American Ohio suburb. You have maybe two feet of lawn. Okay. Um, not a good view. You look, <laughs> as soon as you look out, there's a concrete plant in your backyard. Your neighbor's right 
butted up against you. I think by concrete plant, he just means a statue, but he doesn't know the name. Do you- <laughs> he doesn't know the word statue, so he just calls it a concrete plant. Yeah, it's a, like they grow out of the ground and they're concrete. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? So, so are you trying to sell him somebody's like woodshed in Ohio right now? Five hundred. Is 500 there is, is there a lawnmower in this? Yes or no? Yeah. Now, no. Oh, oh, that's, man. that's tough. Oof. Now he didn't say yes, but he's kind of said yes. You know the old theory about the the boat, whatever that theory is called. No, tell where, me. I don't know the old theory. About tell the me boat. about the boat. I forget what it's called. The Titanic. It's weird that right? you brought it up. <laughs> yeah, but the one where if you replace so many things on it, when does it stop being the original thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. So originally there was a lawnmower in it, but the lawnmower is so old now, and they replaced basically every part on the lawnmower. Mm-hmm. So is it still that original lawnmower? It's still a lawnmower, though. Who was that? What you asked? <laughs> <laughs> and what? Like, what? What's this? What's this ship theory about? <laughs> I think I think Evan just gave the most political answer <laughs> to a question I've ever heard. Joe Biden and his staff would love Evan just to write answers to the questions he might get. I think I think Joe Biden's the only person that could make any sense of that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Joe Biden gets it. Joe Biden, if you're listening, write in. Tell us. Do you get that? <laughs> oh, hey, we have a producer now. Uh, hey, Patrick, what's that? Look up what that ship uh, theory oh, is called. Yeah. You know? Can we get that? <laughs> oh, it's the ship, ship of, of Theseus. Theseus. That's, That's it. the one. Yeah, yeah. We got that at the same time. So you get your record of closer, not from the fact that you close sales, but you buy. <laughs> you buy things from these people. How many? I, I say things that I don't mean all the time. <laughs> Or that he probably remembers. Yeah. <laughs> no, my my issue is that one, I don't I'm not good at standing up for myself. Two You do seem to drag yourself by your arm. Absolutely spineless. Yeah, abs- I have the backbone of a chocolate eclair. Yeah, we we've mm-hmm. heard that before. And um the other issue is that I have a terrible judgment on who to sell to so i go to real estate companies yeah. trying to sell them timeshares and then they back me into a corner where i have to buy a timeshare yeah. um you know how that goes you're massively in debt aren't you yeah yeah no i'm drowning <laughs> that is sad the podcast is not gonna help you it has not, not because <laughs> not because we're holding funds because it makes no money <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, this is not a, as good an investor as an investment as I thought it would be. Oh well, as a salesman and as somebody that wants to sell you things, my tactic when I come up to the door is to pretend that I have schizophrenia and also trying trying to convince people that there's a ghost behind them and their house is haunted. So I will go up to their house. I'll knock on the door. They'll come to the door, and instead of talking to them, I will just silently whisper and look behind them and they'll look behind them and they go what 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 was that i'm like oh nothing nothing and then i'll start my pitch inevitably i'll get into the house and then slowly i will pull out one of those the ghost hunters might have them it's like a geiger counter but it's it's i'm trying to sense the temperature of areas to see if there's spirits in the house and i will walk around and i'll just say cryptic things like you have somebody in here that we can't see are you still doing your pitch at this point no i've just gotten into the house okay, to find okay. ghost <laughs> so you're just a ghost hunter you're a i didn't, know if, I didn't know if you're walking around scanning things and you're like yeah and if you sign up now we can give you a great deal <laughs> well mate, i'm you know Get this one out of here well that's great and ghost hunters 100% correct because I wear camouflage and carry around a rifle. Oh. And I will try to shoot ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> Which I gotta say, schizophrenic 
Ghost Hunter does seem like a conflict of interest. Mm-hmm. How? Having schizophrenia. Yeah. Also trying to hunt ghosts. Yeah. You would just always see ghosts. It sounds that aren't like there. a successful ghost hunter to me. Well, well, you'd never kill any though. Well, yeah, I leave the house and the poor people have a bunch of holes in the wall from the shots yeah. I fire yeah. in there. What kind of ghosts do you see? They're the dead spirits of McDonald's workers. Okay. So Ooh. they have their visors and little McDonald's polos on, mm-hmm. and that's what that's what kind of what I'm hunting for. It's my big game, if you will. Do you will. see any dead uh, '90s McDonald's mascots? Yeah, like the Grimace and the Hamburglar. Grimace Ooh. one is very scary. I, yeah. I, yeah, legitimately, if I saw the ghost of Ronald McDonald, it would freak me out. I, I think all of them, even alive, would be scary. I don't even yeah. think they have to be ghosts. Yeah, no, all of them would be alive. But it's, seeing them as ghosts is just that much more scary, you know. And a lot of the times, the people will be like, I'm going to save my money for the time being. And I'm like, who? They're like, what? And I'm like, is he here with us now? And they're like, who? I said, the time being. (laughs) Is he here with us? So wait, do you, and you may have said this already, but I just want to make sure. You immediately go into the ghost thing? You don't even try to sell them on what you're selling? No, I'm just, (laughs) I'm just kind of going up the door kind of peering into the house as if I'm watching somebody walk around. They turn their head to turn around to see what I'm looking at. I sneak in right through. Okay. Yeah. So I'm in their house. They're confused. I'm whispering to myself to all the voices that are in my head with the multiple devices I have. I'm saying, if you're here, give me a, give me a sign. And you know, um, what are you selling? Vacuums. You know, great power. They never lose suction. They're like, what are you doing? Aren't you going to sell me the vacuum? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's great suction. Try it out. <laughs> and I'm still just wandering around the house, feeling on walls, seeing if there's hollow spots behind it. I find a hollow spot, punch the wall, put a hole in the wall, see if there's something behind it. It's funny. When most people knock on the wall, they're looking for a stud, but you're looking for the hollow points. I'm looking for, <laughs> I'm looking for the hollow points. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't mean the bullets that I carry, because no, I also sure. carry hollow yeah, points. That's say, true, yeah. I carry hollow points also. <laughs> I was going to say the studs that alan look for in the wall those are um male horses that you're trying to break well the ghost of them i'm trying to find those type of studs as well. oh, okay. so i'm finding i'm finding the hollow points but i'm also looking for studs okay and okay. that just is the it's just dead buff beefy men mm. just <laughs> looking yeah. for the ghost of dead buff beefy Goodness. men yeah well <laughs> so is the is the vacuum cleaner that you have is is that like some sort of a ghost busting technology? No, it's just a vacuum. And so it is a legitimate yeah, vacuum. Yeah, I have to have a job. <laughs> just the legitimately my job. Okay. I just I get distracted. <laughs> the voices in my head are like, "There's somebody here," and I'm like, oh, "I gotta guess I gotta figure yeah. that out." Have you ever successfully killed a ghost? Which I know I, that makes no sense because they're already dead <laughs> and they're not real. Cause but you're carrying around a gun trying to hunt them, so I'm, I'm I'm just I'm just meeting you where you're at. I have not, and I thought about changing my tactics a little because mm-hmm. you know the definition of insanity is trying something over and over again, expecting the different result. Yeah. And I've, schizophrenia. Schizophrenia is not a problem in my case. Okay, it keeps me very occupied. No, sure. <laughs> You know, there's no person that believes ghosts exist more than a person that probably is schizophrenic. Yeah. Okay. Really knock off the probably on there. but Yeah. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> and I also think that people kind of let me into the house mostly because I have a gun, which yeah. tends to be a good way to get people mm-hmm. to do what they don't want to do. Yeah, especially when you're like waving it around, yeah. pointing it at different areas in their yeah. house. Just taking a pop shot. Yeah. Essentially, it's just a home invasion. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little light B&E. Well, it is a home invasion, but their home's already been invaded. 
by ghosts, yeah. by spirits, and I'm there just to kind of capture. But as a schizophrenic person, I don't know that you're a, that you're qualified to even assess the situation. I I'm the one I'm the only one that see the ghosts. I'll I'll capture one, hog tie it. The people the people just see me tying up nothing in their floor, and I throw it I throw that ghost over my back and I leave. Say successful hmm. hunt. Okay. Yeah. No, and you're selling these vacuums. Are these vacuums? I'm not selling many vacuums. Yeah, when you're attempting to sell these vacuums. Yeah. Are these vacuums from this century? Like, or are these like 90s Auric XLs that you found in a warehouse that may or may not work anymore? How did you just pull out Auric XL? Like, you just, pull, you just pulled out <laughs> the model. Do you know vacuums well? I've but specifically very industry. dated yeah. vacuums. I'm, Evan, I've been through those, a few of them in my time. Yeah. Evan has a weird niche Great that he vacuums. enjoys. Instead of like stamp collecting or bird watching, he mm-hmm. just tries to collect old vacuums. I've used a bunch. And uh, let me say, an Auric XL stands the test of time. Um, and this episode is sponsored by Auric. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't sell a lot of vacuums. I kind of have the original vacuum that I got to sell, and I just kind of... <laughs> Take it around the house okay. to house. I, eventually, somebody's going to buy it. But I am starving and I'm homeless. So if anybody wants to give me money. No. But I, hey, I'm starving and homeless, but I'm not alone because of all the ghosts. That's sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You got that going for you. <laughs> you got that going for you. Oh, uh, you know, not lonely. So our next hypothetical is if you were to get into a car accident, a fender bender, how would you handle the whole exchange process with the other driver? So, you know, you get into a car accident, you get out, you exchange car insurance, car insurance you know, you talk about what happened. How do y'all normally handle that situation? Normally, no matter whose fault it is, whether it's my fault, or my fault. I break out my Candyland set and I challenge them to a game of Candyland. <laughs> Whoever wins, it's not their fault. Whoever loses, they cause the car accident. <laughs> Do you break out a table with the board game or just kind of play on the hood? I'm going to say I break out a table. Uh, I think I'm I think I'm the kind of guy that travels with a table. Okay. And maybe like a maybe a Candyland costume or something yeah, like that. Yeah, let's say do you dress up in the little like <laughs> pink dress and maybe a little white apron? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like you, like a candy striper kind of situation. Um, do you get out in the dress, or do you have to change once the whole game is initiated? Well, I have to I have to change once it's begun. Um, I don't leave the house thinking I'm going to be in a car accident. I just come prepared well, in case I well, am. Well, the amount of car accidents you're in, it does seem like you leave the house being prepared. I in a car don't accident. get very far. <laughs> <laughs> I see you just right outside of your driveway playing Candyland with a random stranger hey. a lot. <laughs> I, yeah, I thought you were just really into Candyland. Yeah. That guy's not a stranger. That's my dad. He's homeless. <laughs> I, I think you love Candyland so much that you purposely get in car accidents just to have somebody to play Candyland yeah. with. Yeah, sometimes I walk really slow in front of fast cars. <laughs> oh, no. You know, like I just, I, I kind of, I kind of make myself fall in front of traffic. And wait, it's not my fault. It's wait. definitely their fault, but I want to challenge them so that I can prove that I'm good at Candyland. Wait, you, you're getting hit by cars? You're, driving your car into other people. I mean, both, probably. Okay, just whatever gets you to Sure, why not? We're already here. <laughs> Do you ever, uh, like, hustle the other drivers? Like, oh, you, best you, two out of three situation. Or, like, you, yeah, you break it out, and you're like, all right, we're playing Candyland to see who's at fault. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't really want to do this. Don't really play the game. And you're like, oh, yeah, me either. I just, you know. I just have it in my just, car. I just happen to have it. <laughs> just I'm, like, putting on, I'm putting on the costume, and I'm like, I don't really play it very often. <laughs> And then they finally agree to it, and then you blow them out of the water because you play it nonstop, or are you not good at it at all? I'm in. I I, I play it nonstop. I'm in a lot of uh, competitive leagues. 
Um, I, I do it do it in my free time. I've got some uh, online profiles, uh, some where I play Candyland. I'm playing Candyland right now. Yeah, he is. He's <laughs> under the table, the dice and going, going up the ladders and going down the slides. I'm playing. I'm playing under the table with Patrick right now. You, <laughs> yeah. you just you just can't see the board. <laughs> I didn't know y'all got into a wreck earlier. <laughs> And Patrick was pulling up, and Helen slammed right into the back of him. <laughs> he saw Patrick slow down. slowing down. Well, I knew, Alan, I knew that I was going to have to be here for a while, and I was like, well, I might as well be doing something fun, you know? So I was like, let me get into a wreck so that I can play some Candyland while we're, while we're here. Yeah. How often does it work out where they accept the ruling of the Candyland? You know, once you let me t- once you pin somebody into a six game streak of, of Candyland. <laughs> They're doing anything they can to get out of there. He's that. like, "Let's go again. Let's go again. <laughs> we gotta roll again." And when they try, when they when they when they try to get out, they're like, "No, man, I gotta go." I start like rubbing my neck, and I'm like, "Oh, oh man, hurts. <laughs> oh, you ran into me. Neck kind of hurts." And then the, and they kind of, well, I guess I'll, I guess I'll play again. <laughs> <laughs> so you just wear them down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, oh, that car's looking a little worse than when I first looked at it, you know. <laughs> May have to file a claim on this one. <laughs> uh, one last question I have for you here, Alan. Um, what happens when it is a life-threatening wreck and they are mm. pinned in their car? Mm. Like, jaws of life have to be deployed. Do you, like, poke your head in through the window, they're dangling upside down with their arms over their head, and you're like, you want to play Candyland for it? <laughs> or... I've got uh, I've got a magnetic board where I can turn it upside down to fit whatever position <laughs> yeah, yeah. they're in. Um, so I I just kind of crawl in through the window, sort of on all fours. I, I I find out exactly where they're at and what position. Turn the board upside down. We've got we've got ourselves a game going. <laughs> the guy's losing blood and a little lightheaded, and you're like, no, no, we got to finish. <laughs> The, the firefighters come up and they're like, so we're going to use a jaw of life to get this man out. And you're like, wait a second. Hold no, on. Hold game. on one second. We're kind of in the middle of something here. Uh, back it up. I'm almost to the promise line. You say, you know? say, Mr. Firefighter, Candyland is life. Sometimes when, uh, when if the firemen, you know, insist on getting him out of there, um, I'll just sort of follow alongside the gurney um, with the Candyland board. <laughs> I get into the back of the ambulance, yeah. you know, um, and then sometimes if they die, then I'll have to. In the game's not finished, I will have to go to the funeral, and I'll have to play the widow or the widower. <laughs> Nobody's safe. Nobody is safe. Somebody th- has to be at fault for the accident. Yeah. And exactly. Yeah, I get it. Now I've 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 seen you, and I've heard that. A lot of times when these fatal car accidents happen with you involved, that you will sometimes go crack open the coffin that they're buried in just to make mm. sure they actually died and they're not trying to get away from you in the candy line game. Yeah, I I 100% do that. There are a lot of people that say I'd kill to get out of this. <laughs> that means they'll die to get out of it. And so I'm thinking, okay, well, they might kill themselves yeah, to get out of yeah. this. Uh, so what I do is I kind of go over there. I, I, I peek into the coffin and what I do is I kind of just punch him. <laughs> Start punch him in the throat. <laughs> because if there's one thing I know about human beings, it's that if they're alive, they'll react to a throat punch. <laughs> now, 10 or 15 throat punches, you yeah, finally yeah. you finally send up straight sweat and you go, nah, I think they're dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and you kind of walk away. Yeah. Their family behind you is terrified looks, mm-hmm. has terrified looks in their eyes. <laughs> Everybody except for their significant other who's currently playing me in a game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, trying to get into more car accidents? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you know, who knows? I hadn't had played a game in in a minute here, so I may may get one on the way home. Literally a minute. <laughs> so y'all just, just ended. We just, we just ended, yeah, yeah. Patrick yeah. owes me fifty dollars. Yeah. Oh, God. you bet on it too. You hit yeah. his mark. <laughs> I think Patrick is just—he's just throwing a silly goose. Like, I don't think he, I think he's signed up for himself. All right, Evan, you get into a car accident. How are you handling the interaction? Uh, I think what I'm doing—I've been doing this for years. But you know, you get into the accident, you get out, you assess the damage, uh, you make sure they're okay, whatever, and then you start—you know—handing over um, your proof of registration and your license and whatever just to make sure that they have it and so instead of my license i don't want them to i don't want it to be so easy for them to know who i am i guess is what i'm sure yeah because i i like my privacy yeah you know who doesn't i don't like to be tracked online information's power yeah Yeah, exactly so i just start handing them random pictures of my family members yeah um just like oh here's a picture of my grandfather Oh, you tell them it's your grandfather? <laughs> no, I don't. I just hand them a picture, but just so you know what I'm handing them. Oh, okay. I see. Um, so they ask for license and registration, and you hand them a picture of your granddad. Yeah. I like in a frame? Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's like I, a frame picture. <laughs> like a fully framed picture. And they're like, this is a picture of someone that looks nothing like you. Um, well, vaguely, he looks like yeah, you. Yeah, like but in 40 years, maybe. A little yeah, bit, yeah. But he's much older than you, and they're, I'm like, yeah, that's it's a great picture, isn't it? Yeah. And they're like, can we have your license? I'm very now? mature. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, can we have your license, though? And I'm like, okay, yeah, sure, sure. So I hand them a picture of my mom. And I'm like, here you go, officer, or other person, whoever it is. You don't, you don't really care. You'll hand anybody. I don't, I'll, I'll you got into a car pictures. wreck with a police officer? <laughs> yeah, often. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I just go through that for about, I don't know, until they get mad. <laughs> then what? Then, you know, I make a run for it. <laughs> you you just leave the scene? Yeah. You go through a lot of cars. I do, yeah. You like a new car every week. Yeah, and got a lot of warrants out for my arrest because I, I never stay at the scene for too long. Yeah, yeah. It's a, you do it. You literally do a hit and run. Yeah, I thought like hit and run was kind of like a, it was like a workout. <laughs> Wait, you did you sign up for a workout class? Yeah, it was like, called hit and run. Yeah, so you've been running into cars Yeah, so I just car. did that because I missed the class whenever I did sign up for it. and But I heard... So it's not like you missed every class. <laughs> <laughs> the, so, first, the first one's probably a pretty key class where you yeah. learn exactly what a hit and run is. Yeah. So you hit them, you get out of the car. And I hit them like, and I start running. Yeah. Because I figured that's... What else could that be, right? Right. You start checking your pulse as you're talking to the poor person that you hit and you go, I got to get a, above a 170 heart rate here. And you just take off? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, start running. You um, have your dumb, like, sweatbands on your wrist <laughs> and leg warmers like you're a 70s uh, aerobics <laughs> instructor. But it's hit, so I only run. I only sprint for, like, maybe, you know, 30 seconds, and then I walk for 30 seconds, and then I'll sprint yeah, for 30 seconds. Great. So they can probably catch up to you pretty easily then. Depends on if they can sustain a run. Okay. Yeah, Evan's in great shape because of his hit and if run. You're only, if you're yeah. only running for 30 seconds at a time, I think they can probably sustain that. Well, I'm walking for the other 30. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like, it's like a yo-yo okay. effect. They catch up, he runs. They catch yeah. up, he runs. Oh. Yeah, you, you know. know. It looks like he's teasing him. Yeah, hit and run. I, it makes sense. High intensity training and yeah. run. Yeah, exactly. I, I can see where you got confused yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can see how that could be confusing. Yeah. Because now they're making it out like there's some law against it, which I don't understand that. I'm just working out. 
Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is, or is it illegal to work out these days to be healthy? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, arrest me. Whoa. My bad for trying to lose weight. <sighs> People these days. But you look great. Very in shape. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Which makes me question how many hit and runs you've done. Yeah, speaking of, do you have a spare car? Oof. He needs his car to actually play Candyland. But if you want to do sort of a carpool situation, we can get a game going. You know? Might be down. I, I'm a little rusty at the candy game, but... <laughs> he doesn't even know, it. He didn't even know the title of it. He calls it the candy game. I worry game. you've never played it before. <laughs> we may be thinking of different games. I don't think that Candyland's a very hard game to grasp. I think you'll probably pick it up pretty easy. He's already trying to talk you into it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, interesting. Here's how I handle that interaction. I get into a car accident. We get out. We start exchanging information. But quickly, while they're looking away, I go and get to the passenger seat of their car. And I pretend that I have been there the entire time. I pretend that I know them on a personal level. I might even pretend to be their wife or husband. Okay. I will pretend that I... I have been with them for years. So they'll see me disappear, go back to the car, sit down in it. I'm sitting there. They're like, whoa, you know, as you might with a stranger. Mm -hmm. And I'll be like, aren't we still going to the grocery store? Mm -hmm. Aren't we still going home? And I will gaslight them to the point where they believe that maybe he has been here the whole time. Yeah. You know? That's a a good idea. Like, if you were pretending to be their wife, you could say things like, I told you not to turn out so so Quickly, fast yeah. yeah yeah you shouldn't you shouldn't try to rush that yellow light mm-hmm. yeah you get into these yeah. situations yeah nag them really hard yeah. i agree i told you they were breaking then i just for the rest of their lives i'm just in it with them so you're f- I, you're fully committed to i'm this. fully committed to the bit because if i am not i will i don't have insurance so i will have to pay for the damages mm. completely on yeah. both vehicles so it's cheaper for me personally <laughs> just to be in their lives as significant others and friends. So what happens when, let's say, you get in a wreck with another guy, you pretend to be the wife, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys get home, and he already has a real-life wife at yeah. home. What ha- what happens when, when that situation inevitably comes up? Like the cuckoo bird will do with its young eye, and for people that don't know what the cuckoo bird is, basically they lay an egg in another bird's nest, the cuckoo bird baby hatches, pushes the other eggs out of the nest, and then that bird... That is not the cuckoo bird raises the baby cuckoo bird. And that's what I will do. I will shove this woman outside of her house and then pretend to be a bird in this person's house. Is that why you've been pushing women over here recently so <laughs> that you can practice uh, for when you have to shove this well, woman? Well, yeah. You know, practice makes perfect. And I think you should practice yeah. how you play. So every time I see a woman, I shove her down. I push her. Yeah. Away from the area. Just so, you know, I can get practice in shoving these wives out of the house so I can then take on being the wife of the man. Okay, let's flip this around. You're the man in the situation. Yeah. How do you go home and get rid of this woman's real husband? I throw him a sword and I say, let's duel okay. for this position. And we have a sword fight. So much cheaper to do that rather than have to pay for all the car damages that I have to go through. So, Patrick, you better be careful if I run into your car at a later date. I will take the place of your wife. It's like she better watch out, not Patrick. Yeah. Patrick wins it either way. <laughs> Thank you. Because <laughs> you're just such a great wife. I'm a great wife. I, th- I think I'd be a great wife. <laughs> but anyway, there you go. There's some conflict resolution advice for y'all. And there's some tactics to sell people things if you yep. happen to be a door-to-door salesman. But uh, all right. Well, we have a couple people that have written in that need life advice. So let's bestow our wisdom on them, boys. How can I help? What can I do? I want to do a nice thing for you. I need help. All right. Uh, our 
next advice comes from um, Juliet. They say, yesterday I witnessed a death. It happened 35 hours ago, and I haven't slept since. Too scared to close my eyes. Haven't eaten or drank anything. I feel so weak, but every time I try to eat, I throw up. I'm not going to go into detail, but a person jumped from a tall building. The aftermath was horrifying. I didn't know the human body could look like that. The sound of the impact was indescribable. I'm so on edge. I jump every time someone closes the door too loudly, and I'm not sure where to go from here or why I'm writing this into you. I just want the image out of my head. I want the incident erased. Advice would be appreciated. First of all, Juliet, I'm highly offended that you would roast the person committing suicide here, saying you didn't know the human body could look like that. Oof. That's rough. Yeah, for yeah. somebody who didn't want to go into a lot of detail, you sure gave a pretty good amount of detail, yeah. I think, there. Yeah, I, I, what was wrong with this person? Were they fat? Were they missing a leg? Why don't you believe the human body could look like that? Were they just ugly? Just but ugly. Or were they just so fit? You were like, I didn't, I didn't know somebody could look that fit. You know? I, I do apologize. I guess, <laughs> I guess you could have been complimenting. <laughs> and maybe they jumped just to show her that, you know, a big body or, or a good looking body falls at the same rate as any other. Oh, body. man. That's, yeah. Hey, that's physics. Yeah, that's yeah. physics for you. They just she, wanted to a test to physics also you state that the sound of the impact was indescribable (laughs) what sound was that was it like a cartoon horn a duck and a rhino running through a wall all at the same time what 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 sound is so crazy that is indescribable like the slime from the nickelodeon kids awards (laughs) i was thinking the win dixie horn (laughs) yeah what sound is so indescribable you can't describe it to us? Yeah, what do you think she should do? First of all, uh, Juliet, uh, the suicide was your fault. And here's what you do next time. Since you just seem to have a bunch of people committing suicide around you, uh, here's what you do next time. You ever see the movie Spider-Man where Mary Jane is falling from the building and Spider-Man jumps off the building with them to save them? I want you to do that next time you see this situation happening. Be up on the building with them. Jump down grasp them and save them from falling. Now, there are multiple ways to do this <laughs> and save yourself from hitting the ground. I'll let you choose that. Unless y'all have any thoughts on maybe how how they could... I'd like to see how this one plays out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Well, then, see what they know. could come up with. But you did answer my question on the issue as if it was the Tobey Maguire's Mary Jane scene or the Andrew Garfield Mary Jane scene. The Andrew Garfield the Gwen scene yeah. that ends very differently than the the Mary Jane scene. Ends no, with yeah, a nice yeah, death. The Tobey Maguire yeah. Spider Man specific. What I'm thinking about. Just be their hero. Okay. Don't you know? Let them jump. Don't stop them from jumping. Push when, them if you have push. to. <laughs> and when they see you, they be like, "Well, there goes my hero." Yeah. Sing that to yourself while you're falling. <laughs> and you know, if you push them. That's all the better, because then if they die, their family doesn't get... They don't get the life insurance. If you commit suicide, their family doesn't get life insurance. Push them. It's a murder. They get the life insurance. You go to jail. (laughs) Don't get caught. (laughs) But you get the life insurance, and, you know, they don't get... They get everything. So that's my advice. Let them jump. Push them if you have to. Save them while they're falling. You become the hero. Uh, and after you become the hero, maybe the images will get out of your head. You won't feel as guilty. Uh, that's that's my advice. I would say, Juliet, you mentioned here, I'm on edge. I jump every time. <laughs> Are you dealing with survivor's guilt that... <laughs> Every time someone closes a door, you immediately run to the edge of a building and try and jump. 
Juliet, if I could if I could talk you down off that ledge for a second, I don't really know you. Um, you seem like a nice person. You're right. You're riding into questionable detour. You're you're a listener. Yeah. We don't we don't want to see our listeners go that way. If you're gonna go, go some way cool. Do a backflip. I mean, drive a cement truck over a bridge. <laughs> Go Do you wear nosedive into a volcano wearing sunglasses. <laughs> so your your advice to Juliet is commit suicide, but in a cool way. Yeah, if you're gonna go out, go out on top. I mean, there's the top of there, the building. there's there's well, I mean that way that way's boring. That way. <laughs> You've you've literally we've seen somebody do that before. You've, you've seen, seen somebody do it before. <laughs> you know, just because their body looks indescribable doesn't mean you have to you have to do that too. There are a lot of other ways to go. I think you could go by being stabbed by multiple pitchforks. Mm, uh, that'd be cool. You know, let let a let a New England town think you're a witch. Yeah. Um, Get a really big bonfire going, and I mean like. City center bonfire, yeah, yeah. like music you know? festival yeah. size. Hop in that bad boy. So your, I mean, your advice wasn't unlike mine. Jump. Yeah. <laughs> I think at the end of the day, I mean, I think I think that's a pretty good result. <laughs> she seems to not be handling it very well. Yeah. It, um, listen, you won't get better. I don't have any advice on how to how to cope with suicide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just how to do it better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, that's good. I, I enjoyed that. Thank you, thank you. All right, Evan. What's if your I advice? could, uh, if I could piggyback off. Uh, oh man, hey, since you two, it's always good that we all come up with a kind of similar advice because you know <laughs> it's legit. Then yeah, you know it's the QD guarantee at that yeah, point. That's yeah. right. But um, if I could piggyback off of the things you're saying, um, it's similar. But Juliet, what I what I had to say to you is you don't kind of like what Zach was saying is you don't want it to happen again. Right. Yeah. So if you're ever in the same situation, you want to be able to save that person. Now, Zach actually said save a person. Um, I'm kind of saying the same thing, but I'm saying more of practice being in that situation. So you want to get maybe 10 of your best friends, hmm. get them up on a ledge and then see how many of them you can save. Um, <laughs> kind of like just do some test trials. Yeah. See what the best avenue, what's most efficient. See which ones hit the ground, which ones don't. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, are you jumping off with them, or are you maybe employing a series of maybe nets or blow up contraptions to maybe save them at the bottom? Like you're essentially do you- doing a real life egg drop here. Yeah. 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 Well, you don't want to you don't want to go into it half cocked because you don't want to get into the real situation and it not be like practice. Yeah. So, you want you want it to be 100 percent sure it'll save the person. Yeah. So you, you don't want to practice put any- with the whole cock. It- Yeah, you don't want to go into it half-cocked. You want it (laughs) whole-cocked. And so you don't want any nets or a little blow-up. So basically what you're saying is get 10 of your best friends, closest friends, Mm -hmm. push them off of a tall building and see which suicide prevention method works the best. Yeah, and I think the best way you do this is the first five you do one by one. So the first five you push one off and then you try to save him see if it works yeah you try something different something more efficient on the second person then you know as it goes by 
the to the till you get to the fifth person see what works the best and then once you get to the last five you push them all off at oh. the same time and then see if you can do the best most efficient saving technique to get all of them i feel like if some uh, method can save five people it can definitely save one person exactly is one of the prevention methods like uh the suicide hotline like you dial the phone and then push <laughs> them off falling yeah, yeah. <laughs> see if they work see if they can talk <laughs> right off the ledge <laughs> then i just throw the phone down at them while they're falling and i'm like talk to the person <laughs> oh they've already jumped <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh okay just to see if you can prevent it you do know you, do you maybe employ a bungee jump method tie a, a rubber band a large rubber band around the ankle of somebody let him jump see if it snaps see if it doesn't yeah that's i mean that's probably attempt uh, number one okay um and just well i thought tim number one was maybe you tie the rubber band around their neck mm. Mm. and maybe you go oh that didn't work let's try to yeah. try to tighter on the other side of your body maybe it worked too well <laughs> <laughs> how about this suicide prevention method evan uh you attach a bunch of magnets to their body so that where they're falling they slam right into the building from the magnetic attraction you think that'll work yeah the only issue with that is they may still die from the impact but the building yeah, having their been, face slammed yeah, yeah, yeah. into the side of a building, yeah. that could be problematic. What if? Which about, is why you're testing it. You're really, you got a whole test MythBuster it. situation. Yeah, you got to test these things. What if about ten floors know. below the roof, you rig a series of nets? How do you think that would fare if they if they jumped off the roof? Do you think the nets would catch, or do you think they would just you would have fly to test right different type netting too? Like maybe just one be a yarn net. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. And how are we classifying nets? Because if I'm putting like a, it could be a large net, but have like a six foot gap between each one. So it doesn't really ever catch anybody, but it's there. Just kind of close lines them as they but fall But it's down. still technically a net. And I could say, yeah, put a net down there. <laughs> so there's, there's kind of a height requirement on that. If it's six foot across, then you'd only want the tall people to fall on the, that net. Yeah. And they got to fall in a spread eagle position. They can't <laughs> yeah. fall leg yeah, first. Yeah. That's tough. But uh, there you go, Juliet. Um, three things, you know. Uh, first one, save them. Let them jump. Push them if you have to. You save them before they hit the ground. You become a hero. You remove the guilt and the bad images from your head because you you took a positive spin on it. Uh, Alan's was commit suicide yourself. You don't have to deal with anything in life if you just kill yourself. But do it cool. But that's do what it that's, was. You have yeah, to do it cool. that's yeah, yeah, right. right. Okay, Alan's, suicide but with flair. Yeah. <laughs> then finally, Evans was get your. Ten of your best friends test which suicide prevention method works, and that way maybe you can help the next suicide you see. But um, all right. Any closing thoughts for episode eighteen? Eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah. Final thoughts. What's one? What's one piece of wisdom, Evan, right now that you could give? Just one quick piece of wisdom. Maybe just like a if you were to go up to a monk on a mountain in the Himalayas yeah. and just a quick piece of wisdom, what would you give? You can't hog tie a cow if you don't start with the feet. <laughs> wow. Man, that is deep. I think everybody needs to take that to heart. So, and this is coming take that from with you this week. Just Evan, the rancher extraordinaire. Yeah. yeah. Guys, you can't see this, but a cowboy hat just appeared on <laughs> Evan's head. It's about that time. <laughs> <laughs> what, yeah, what one goal should everybody have to conquer this? week i want everybody to stop being afraid of heights Hmm. i think it's such an easy thing to overcome and i think if if, if you're not actively working at it you're you're pretty stupid yeah and i think 
it it's it's really easy. Heights are not that big of a deal. You just have to get over. It. Just walk up something that's tall. Just just if you if you will just take one step at a time. It's not that difficult. Yeah. My thing is with heights. Why are you afraid of falling? If you fall, you're no longer high. That's it. That's you're exactly right. A lot lower. I think I'm just afraid of how high I can go. Yeah. <laughs> I think my bar is too high. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. I think. I think the sun is blinding me from how high I can okay. go. I think I'm a star in this world. I've been slowly putting on a rhinestone glimmering jacket right now. I think I could be the next big thing. If someone would just give me a chance. Well, we've been trying that for 18 episodes. Yeah. You haven't you have not become the next big thing I'm yet. Taken off. It takes it take it takes a while. This this platform is really Evans Evans uh, springboard yeah, to right. whatever greater thing he's going on to in he life. Decides to go to and that stardom is the world's greatest pork barbecue chef. Okay. <laughs> wow. Everybody has their own goals. Uh, but anyway, questionable detour podcast at Gmail. You have a hypothetical, need some advice. Your life can be better because of it. But um, anyway, good episode, boys. You want to be done? Let's yeah, go. sure. Woo-hoo! Expect the detour.